This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. You've tuned in to my conversation with South African guitar shredder extraordinaire, Robin Ferguson. The catalyst for the chat this time around with Robin is the release of her new EP for 2021. It is titled The Waking World, and it will surprise some that she has put down the guitar and picked up the piano. So here she is to tell us all about it. One of the greatest guitarists to come out of South Africa, Robin Ferguson. When I saw you playing the piano and there was about a 15-second upload that you did on Instagram, I think it was, and I heard you playing and instantly I went, yes, yes, here she is. Because I love your guitar stuff, but I've got to say, I just love what you're doing here. It's, it's, I've listened to it so much, particularly as I'm um, trying to get into a quasi-meditative state just before going to sleep, just before I pick up my book and read it. I think you've knocked it out of the park with this stuff here. I am going to say it. I think it is your best material, and that's not to dismiss the work that you've done before because, as I say, you know I'm a fan. You know I've messaged you when I'm walking at 5 o'clock in the morning and I've been listening to your stuff, and, you know, the, the world is just starting to come alive as the, as the sun comes up. But I think, this is, I think this is you. Do you feel the same way? Thank you so much. It's big compliments. I, I appreciate it. I think you're one of uh, very few that understand the journey of the Alizarin Chronicles, of my music, the story that it tells. I think uh, many people see it as broken bits, you know, uh, a random EP with a few songs and a few songs and a few songs. But there are increasing numbers of people who are actually paying attention to the whole story. And I think you're one of the them. So yeah, this is part of the story. I wanted to really, during this lockdown time, I've had obviously a lot of different emotions and there's been music that has been released. I've believed in just continue, continue, continue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to just go back to like real, raw emotion, raw essence, kind of how I did with Harbinger, just go sit down and write some music. Um, But this time I had very specific dissonances and sort of surrealistic melodies in my head. When I came to to record the damn thing, (laughs) (laughs) we have this wonderful thing we spoke of last time of load shedding where... The electricity oh, cuts out for yeah. a Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> yep. And I was just in one of those moments where you're in the groove and you need some, you need to, you need to record, you need to do it now. What was in front of me and working and going and there was my little MIDI controller. And I just decided, you know what, boom, here it is. And when I look back at the album, like two, three songs into it. Um, that I'd written just like in a stretch. I sat back and looked and I was like, oh, my word, this is quite different. And there was a moment of self-doubt. I say a moment, but a while of self-doubt of yeah. like, oh, how is it going to be accepted? And it's so vastly different. And what, 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 what? And I just decided, you know, that's complete nonsense. I'm an artist. And there are so many different tools to paint with so many different paintbrushes, so many different ways to do things that why should we be limited to one single thing? And I found that 
regardless of the instrument, because I'm going to have a many, many questions about it, I'm sure, as to like why piano and not guitar or what. For me, this album specifically was, all my music actually is about the emotion and the heart, but mm. this specifically was about dealing with very deep-seated personal issues that I've had from like childhood that have just been really awful that you end up carrying with you and you realize how it's shaped and morphed you and yeah I just really wanted to break all of that away and go find the little nuggets find the new leaf in amongst all the chaos like once you've burnt everything down you know there's mm. always some kind of like new leaf and go find that and I think it was just such <sighs> It's just emotion, yeah. It's just, it's real feeling, in the moment feeling. And I think if it landed up, maybe if it was on a guitar, it would also be cool. I think it would be, but it would be very different. For this, it just is right that it happened to be on this. And it's part of, part of like the new growth. I think in, in my future works, which I'm really excited about, which I'm working on right now already. I mean, as you know, music just, I continue writing. Yep. So the journey even further from here is incorporate some of the piano into some guitar playing. There's also like I'm messing with ideas of incorporating vocals. So I really, this is just sort of like the fifth step, but also, you know, like when you get to the top of a mountain, you just take a breath and you have a look around and you just see everything. And then you go, okay, well, there's an even bigger mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if this is the calm before the next thing, then so be. But I don't think this is calm anything. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I think I think I understand I understand why people who haven't who aren't in tune with what you're doing and who haven't probably listened to you and probably haven't connected in the way that I have with your music, that there probably will be some questions about, yeah, obviously, why did you stop playing the guitar? You know, this sort of thing, like you've mentioned. But Quality music is is quality music. Never stop. Yeah. So so through the interview yeah. cycle in preparation for this, that's obviously come up a lot. I take it. Yeah, I, believe it or not, so I've been like, what? What's happened to your guitar? Like you're not playing guitar anymore? And I'm like, hmm. are you daft? <laughs> are you kidding me? It's the same thing I had when I when I was moving from the band situation. It's like when I was in the band originally, I was just a guitarist. And then it was like, oh, wow, guitar, guitar, guitar. Then suddenly I, I did vocals and guitar in a band. Then it was almost like now that has to be in everything. And I was like, no. Then I decided to just do some freelance, just vocals, you know. Then everything. And I was like, no, well, let's go back to guitar, instrumental guitar. Now it's a box again. So, ah, quit putting me in a box, man. Yeah. <laughs> let's just make good music. It doesn't really matter what it is. I mean, go stand outside in the middle of a storm. Okay, safely, obviously. But stand outside when, when the trees are blowing in the wind your window when the ocean is crashing outside when nature is insane you know um and then go watch it when it's at its most peaceful 
And tell yes. me that there's no melody and inspiration in that, you know? Uh, and tell me that that's not music. Uh, it's some kind of a box and some kind of an... And to have a to to comprehend, I get it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I I, I suppose, yeah. I, I take your point, and uh, but I think I think it. I think you're at a point though where it's probably reasonable for people to understand. I hope this is a reasonable enough statement, anyway. Um, for people to understand who you are as an artist, they kind of have to take. They kind of have to go back to the beginning of your journey, certainly to where I was. Hey, sorry, can you hear me? It just sort of cut out there. There you go. You, I can see you. So sorry. Is it yeah, light shedding? Yeah, so over sorry. There, My it? connection is awful. Nuts. Yeah, one of those days, it's it's there's one of those raging storms outside. Um, oh, so my, my network's been really. Yeah, sorry about yeah. that. No, um, God, there's nothing you can do about that. God, don't worry about that. You know. uh, yeah, I don't know where, where we left off, but if you look at nature is what I was getting at, it, hmm. you can see all cats on the car and, and that's melody. You can't tell me that we need to put it in one specific box. As humans, we need to understand something and be relatable. I get that. Um, but at the same time, like, oh, I would far rather spend time sharing my sharing art and music and being excited about it and create more art and music than worry about why did you play a piano instead of a guitar you know yeah. like who gives a damn like it yes awesome no okay <laughs> like that's all right that's also mm. fine i was hoping yeah, you'd go that's on yeah, I, I was just hoping that you go in this direction because I, I, I love. Uh, it's it's very difficult for me to separate falling forward and triptych, of course. But um, you've got um, what what you've done here. I think more fully explores. I think who you are as an artist. I've got to say, and that's the way I feel about it. You know why? Because it's just you and a piano. Okay, there's not there's not all this other stuff going on at the same time. It's very raw. It's very real. It's obviously very emotional. So. You could almost have gone with Act One, Two, Three, Four, and Five because there are five cuts on the EP. How did you choose the the song titles this time around? Yeah, so the song titles. I was in a mind when I went to go write it. There was a lot going on, and I, I didn't necessarily write the songs in the order that they appear in the EP. Yeah. Um, I kind of wrote and recorded them a bit. Ha um, the first was uh, shallow, then a whole bunch of random pieces in between, and then it went mm. to half life. From that conversation there, I did actually have a question planned, which you've you've kind of already right. You've kind of already raised an aspect of the question that I was going to ask, which is that with such with the change in instrumentation, so from the guitars to the piano, 
you must have shared it with some people close to you. And that was what I was going to ask you was that what was the reception? But it sounds like it was mixed and it sounds like some people sort of showed their, I don't want to say true colours if you like, but some people probably weren't supportive in a way that you were hoping. It was incredibly revealing. Um, at the time when I was writing this, so uh, my music comes out a little bit delayed, I guess. So it has um, been revealing for you, has it, that the people that yeah, Yeah, so I was busy writing it uh, kind of around the time that Triptych was being released. And uh, I was also doing it, you know, like speaking with a fair amount of people. And it was around the time where there was a bit of hype in South Africa with one or two things happening. And it was an incredibly revealing moment for me to see not only who in the local industry, but international industry, friends, fans, and supporters to see like who's who in the zoo a little bit and to see mm. who's actually in it because they really want to do this and they really like have a passion for music um, and who are just along for the, for the joy ride, yeah. Um, so it is a very revealing time for me and it, I struggled with it a little bit. And through that, it also taught me, which is where where reset kind of came from, is to, well, at least the title came from, which was, yeah, just forget about everybody else. It doesn't actually matter. As long as you're doing you, it's you're you're good. Yeah, you you're here for a plan and a purpose and for a reason. It doesn't necessarily always make sense, but I am. I am Robin. So I can't be anybody else because everybody else already exists. <laughs> I'm I'm Robin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, even if there are many versions of me out there in, in the multiverse, at least <laughs> right now, I am aware of this, this version. <laughs> so yeah. I got to own it, you know? And yeah, I think then I was just like, ah, reset. This is what I'm doing. So it's been a whole, it's been a whole fun journey. And I decided to couple that with the art as well. And just, to, you know, like I am actually an artist on the side. I do graphic yeah. illustration and I do airbrushing and a whole bunch of things. And I just decided, you know what, I've always been quite harshly judged um, with my art, with depending on where I've been. So like I've been creating some art and I might show it to some of my metalhead friends and it may be like a pretty drawing and then they'll be like, oh, it's not brutal enough or the other way around, it's too brutal. And it's just been perhaps like too much listening to other people and not enough actually following my heart and my passion and just going, you know what, rad. Let's do this. (laughs) And that was partially what falling forward was, was rad, let's do this. So I had to remind myself of that. Harbinger as well. Harbinger was a let's throw it out there album. It was, we're going into lockdown and I just lost friends and I don't know what's going on. Boom. (laughs) This is, life's really hectic. But hey, I'm finding myself like... We can get through this somehow. Like, yeah, we've got this. Let's rebuild. Let's do something cool. Mm. And then everything coming is power. 
Yeah, yeah. You tend to you tend to get that power when you stand within your own truth, and oftentimes that journey is bloody awful because it does mean losing friendships and people revealing their uh, their intentions toward you or around you, if you like. Especially when you're looking for that that type of support. I totally get it. I mean, I don't. Here's the thing: I don't know anybody else in my own life that listens to heavy metal, yet alone death metal or extreme metal. I'm it. I was literally it growing up too. I didn't even have a lot of metalhead mates. The people that I know these days are people like yourself. That's still the same. All, all of my friends are normal yeah. football, rugby-loving blokes and dads and stuff like that, like regular Aussies or, you know, regular people, if you know what I'm saying. Like they couldn't even, they don't even understand this shit. I think one of them went online and had a look at Cradle, the guys in Cradle of Field and said, that's the bands you interview? Because <laughs> he was aware that I did the podcast. But, uh, you know, with a lot of that sort of the extreme metal bands that, that I like and that I interview is like, I, that doesn't make sense. Like I know you as a person, you never talk about this stuff with me. And it's like, yeah, because it's not what we've got in common. It's not how we bond. We bond over having a few beers and going to the football or state of origin or whatever it might be. I, I've got one good mate who's very supportive, but otherwise, yeah. Sorry, just to round on the point, standing within your own truth is when you are at your very best, but it can be, it can feel lonely, I think, at the at the same time. But I also feel that sometimes that's the price of entry when you you actually graduate to becoming a, like the artist that you're meant to be. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we are, as people and as individuals, we are so multifaceted. Like there's so many parts to us. We box ourselves in because we try to find like a bit of a comfort zone or a safe zone. And it's, it's cool because like, you know, if you have like a community that you're part of, then you feel safe and you have support, but at the same time, that can often be a bit limiting. Yeah. And it can, it can make, it can put some blinkers on your eyes. Hmm. And I think Often we become afraid to share different sides of ourselves with people and with whoever who have only necessarily seen one side, you know, like not necessarily in my life. I've always been fairly open, but I, I, I've witnessed it in, with people who are like where they cannibal corpse shirt to their metalhead friends and then at home they wear like a pink t-shirt to and they pretend they never listen to me so you know what i mean yeah it's yeah. like uh, look throughout the years i've had a lot of criticism being a female metal artist and bands i've had like weird comments like why the chick in the band like why the girl in the band why you like random things like oh you know show us your tits do this do that uh, so I've had a fair amount of really weird interesting inboxes of people say telling me what I should and shouldn't do and giving me their opinions on life sometimes I found it necessary to politely put people in their place and remind them of like, hey, I'm a person. Yeah, like there's a little bit of basic human respect. Like, mm. remember that we are real. But other than that, I like to, to also believe that people on the other side are also real. There's a reason for them going off like that. I don't always agree with it or understand it, but I tend to just try not to be too bothered with it. 
Let people have their opinions. Let them say they say. I think it's just to your point about managing things in the moment when you are being yourself in a way that you can live with moving forward, you know, after I've said all of that. And I think from the sounds of things, you're handling yourself beautifully on that front. I think it's to, like, be like hold people accountable the same way you would like to be accountable. I think a lot of people say shit, you know? Mm. Did she said bullshit. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah. So I think a lot of people like to talk and I like to talk a big game quite often and <laughs> like to just talk a lot of hot air because they're lonely or they would like attention as well. And it's, it's a thing. Yeah. I, I think it's important to if somebody steps out of line to hold them accountable for what they've said mm. because people do say some stuff that's really messed up sometimes so i don't see an issue in going um could you elaborate on what you've just said like could you explain what you mean i don't think i think right now we're in a quite a react react society so somebody will say something perhaps poorly phrased and somebody else will jump on it and just yeah. go and attack and say, how do you say all of this? And they'll really blow it up. I think we need to have a bit more peace, a bit more tolerance, you know, and a bit more love. Let's let things give people a moment, you know, mm. give them a gap to elaborate themselves. And, and if they are really, it's like really being <laughs> off the field, then fair you know i think there's a time and a place to make people aware of how their behavior makes others feel and i think there's ways that uh you can find a a cool common like you can find a you can find a balance yeah be that needing to block somebody eventually okay cool um but i think there's many steps in between and i mean We've had it in the past with the Dawned in Ash many years ago. We had this troll. I don't even remember the guy's name anymore. See, that's how little it matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> at the end of the day, they're all just, they're all just some guy. Um, and he had quite a fun time making a parody out of a Dawned in Ash, calling it a Dawned in Ass. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because when I first joined the band, I originally misheard them and I thought that was what the band's name was and I thought it was kind of comical. So the the joke never stuck to me, but the guy went quite bad and started making very terrible, um, yeah, very terrible posts and started attacking us as people and our families as people. My mother has passed and making jokes about my dead mother in hell is not something I quite appreciate. Yeah. What a piece of that shit. That is a line that Just is definitely Just an absolute crushed. piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, look, anybody yeah. who does that, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, 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 put, that's a line that's very much crossed, but somebody who is misinformed or who hasn't had an experience before or has stumbled across something and is new to something 
I think should really be given a chance to learn. Yeah. Right now, so many people are so narrow-minded because they don't learn anything, because they don't listen, because nobody's actually speaking to them or with them. They're just speaking at them. Mm. Yeah. They, they're like, it's just constant. Uh, and nobody's, and everybody's just reacting, reacting. Nobody's actually taking a moment to sit and think, contemplate, try, figure out and go, okay, cool. Wait, maybe I completely misunderstood you. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, sometimes it's the case that you did complete, you did understand it and <laughs> you don't see eye to eye, but that's the world. Yeah. And then fair, but you get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. I, I just find it happens. I've got to say it happens less and less the older I get at this point in time. Um, being, being in your 40s, I think, is a great leveler because you've got all this experience that you've developed over three plus decades, almost four, over four decades of being alive, of course. But, you know, three decades of living and working memory, if you understand, from the age of 10 or 12 onwards. And you can apply yeah. a lot. And so you, you more or less become more receptive to, well, you definitely become more receptive to people's intentions um, when they come into your life, I think, and, and why they're actually there. It's like that old classic thing. It's like when you're working with people, and you go and have beers with them on the weekend and stuff, is it because you're mates with them or is it because you just, you know, it's a yeah. convenient thing, that sort of thing. And and eventually you, I just get to a point now where it's like, does it really matter? It's like it's just it is what it is. And you always find I was talking to a young fella online. Uh, he's talking about, you know, he's surrounded by all these top people with toxic political opinions. And uh, he said, My, mine is different to them and they always shoot me down effectively. I said, well, fuck them. You'll make new friends. <laughs> Let him go, like a like a snake shedding its skin. Yeah. You're going into a cocoon. You'll find new friends. Yeah, there's seven billion people on the planet. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally agree with you on what you said. I think, yeah, absolutely. There's 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 no reason to get stuck in one thing or one place. Oh, bless you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Gosh, I thought I had it on mute. Then my apologies. Yeah. Um, I want to show you something actually. Yeah. I want, I want to show you something sure, just whilst I uh, remember to do it. So here we go. Share. Are you in a new place? I don't recognize your, your walls. It looks pretty rad in there. No, I've, I've just redone kit? it. I've just redone everything. Oh, yeah. Rad. Yeah. So that's my daughter's drum kit, that one there. So uh, behind me. But yeah, that artwork oh, cool. there behind me. I don't know whether you can see it just there. Um, yeah. She, uh, What's his, uh, my mate Christian from Chile, he did that for me. That's the new podcast artwork and everything. So, um, oh, wow. but I've just, I'm doing far more videos these days. So I've interviewed, I'm trying to do, it's been, a, it's been an incredible journey on the video front. It's just opened up my audience three or four, fourfold, I've got to say, um, with the video side of things. But can you see, can, uh, I'm, I'm screen sharing. Oh, can you see yeah, what I've got? I can got see. Up? So I'm doing lots of, yeah. Spot on. Yeah. So, I mean, you're probably a gun at this sort of stuff, you know, and, uh, but that's, I'm doing a lot more of this sort of stuff here, but I just wanted to show you what I got planned. And I know it's a bit ironic because you're not playing the guitar on this release here, but I think that's such a cool photo of you because you look like you're standing within your own, you know, you look very powerful in that shot. That's why I wanted to use that one rather than the, rather than the new one, if that was okay. Yeah, you can use whatever ones. I, I really enjoy that photo as well. That's from falling forward. It's like, yeah. 
it was quite a challenge to take that photo. <laughs> had to, I, I took it out myself, actually. Had to put the camera on a tripod and then run and put my glasses away and hope that I don't fall over anything and then look at <laughs> the distance. So the, the look I'm giving is purely because I can't see what the fuck I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> you got the, you got that Clint Eastwood look about it, you know, that thousand yard stare uh, going on, you know. So I can't thought, see anything. <laughs> yeah i thought it was a good one and i wanted to use i went because i've got the uh, adobe stock account and i thought yeah. that the pink and blue i know you, you've got pink and green but i think pink and blue suits you as well um so i thought no i'll, I'll do that and i like the ethereal image associated with the uh i guess it's some sort of trans-dimensional planetary alignment that's going on there and uh yeah. you know and i think that sort of suits what you're doing here now too you're sort of taking it into the taking it into the deep cosmos you know what i mean so (laughs) that's looking awesome man yeah with the with the like because it's it's very clear the the recording is very clear and i I don't i never recorded piano before but did you find that you had a lot of challenges capturing the tone that you wanted so uh, okay this is kind of random i I wish it was recorded on a piano, 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 real piano, piano, piano. Yeah. One day I will record it on a, on an actual piano. A lot of it I played on a real piano downstairs um, on my partner's piano, mm. but recording that is a, quite a challenge to really know what you're doing. So now with Rona and what we have, MIDI controllers is where it's at. Mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate that in my early working years, one of my first jobs was in a piano shop, <laughs> in a music shop that sold yes. pianos specifically. Uh, I didn't really know much about pianos, but knew a little bit about music. And yeah, I landed up selling a lot of pianos throughout the time. And long story short, have a bit of an ear for what I personally like in, in a piano sound and I think to many people it's actually a bit of a terrible piano sound because it's quite mellow and dark but Mm. I remember during my working time um, we moved uh, we had sold a piano and we had shifted one and we moved the old piano out from the from where it was and we were going to find it a new home and the place that it went is basically to like a hospice type of a place yeah okay and yeah. that piano was so messed up but we arrived there the people were so happy and uh, it was put into this little room which they had cleaned out and it was a bit musty carpet and a bit dusty and they put this piano in the corner and I was here with the move and it being very old, it went a bit out of tune, but yep. the, the the guy who unlocked the door, I think it was probably the janitor. We don't really have janitors here, but the the groundskeeper, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he just went and just played a few notes very proudly. He didn't really know what he was doing, but bang on the piano and just that really that kind of sound which was which that piano gave its nuances and such. I really tried to recapture because I saved that to memory. You know how you save some things to memory, like click, click in your brain, click. Um, so shame. poor Clint, 
Clint, Clinton Watts from Watts Audio Recording Studio um, and Productions. I gave him quite a lot of back and forth <laughs> with the sound and the tones. When I um, chose my setting on my VST, I included pedal sounds, I included extra nuances that an old piano would would give, you know, or an imperfect piano. My notes to Clint was make it imperfect, you know, make it sound less perfect. I love that about it, by the way. In fact, I'm so, I'm so glad you did that, Robin, by the way, that you didn't make it sound like as if it was done on a massive grand piano. It sounds, it it gives it so much, it's overused word, but character, it does. I really wanted it to mimic that room. I wanted it to feel as if everybody was sitting in that room or like we were standing in that room. I wanted I wanted to be the guy who just pushed the notes on the piano and everybody and turn around with a fat smile in a musty, dusty room <laughs> and look back at everybody and them just like kind of like, yeah, that's that's what I felt with all of this. And to recreate that shame, I went back and forth with Clint, lots of notes. He had so many amazing piano sounds. And I was like, it's too pretty, Clint. <laughs> it's too pretty. So I gave him a lot of grief. And um, after I gave him a few notes of specific, like, imperfections I wanted to include, um, he really nailed it for me. And I think it came out so beautifully. He, he was like, oh, I got you now. And then he sent me one mix. And I was like, that is it. That's the sound right there. You got it. And he just mimicked it uh, across the rest of them and nice. um, used the same piano setting, same piano sound. But essentially all of that was recorded on this tiny little thing over here. Nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it's done. Yeah. That's exactly how it's done these days. Yep. That, yeah. I really, I mean, I would have loved to have set up microphones and put the piano, you know, we're fortunate to have an acoustic piano in the house. It's not all that in tune at the moment, Cape Town. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's, and it's quite old as well, as Cape Town. <laughs> but it's really awkward to set it up and to record. And by the time you do all of that, I don't know, sometimes I've lost, the inspiration I feel like as much as that is going to be a really cool experience to do sometimes the song needs to get out and it needs to get out now and I'm, I really do believe in old school miking up things I, I studied sound and sound engineering yeah. so I really enjoy old school miking things up putting the mic just in the sweet spot and like ah, yeah getting it just right and but sometimes there's not much budget for that or time. Time. Time's a big and, one, isn't it? Yeah. And also time in terms of financial time. But for me, also it's just like you don't necessarily need to go in a big studio to make something work. I've always had a bit of like a MacGyver approach to life. <laughs> um, like Grey, the music video, is literally that... Most of that music video, all the parts running through the forest, is my cell phone taped to a stick, taped to a pillow, taped to my chest. I look ridiculous running through the forest with a pillow taped to a stick, taped to my phone. It's ridiculous. But it worked. 
you know, you don't need to necessarily spend a lot of money or time and effort. It took two people in an afternoon to put something cool together. If there's a will, there's a way. And I think we as artists, we get so caught up in the little details of like, oh no, so-and-so said that you have to get the kick drum at exactly this hurts to get it to punch. And if it's not exactly there, then it's not going to sound. Dude, use your ears. If it sounds cool, it sounds cool, man. Mm. Even if you throw your pen at something. Recently, on a song that I'm busy with right now, which will be in the works for something later down the line. So whoever nice. listens to this will maybe pick it up. Um, I was busy writing some music and my partner Kathleen was busy working on some of her stuff that she's busy with for one of her projects. Oh, I have to be careful now because I can't give anything away. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, she was it's busy cryptic enough. Up. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cryptic. I did not give anything away. Sure. The pressure. <laughs> Vastly <laughs> different projects. Yeah. Uh, two individual musicians in the same house. Anyway, she was busy cutting something. Let's put it like okay, that. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Watch this space. It was just. Yeah, she was just busy cutting something and the sound that it made was so cool. And for a moment, I was like, I should really record that just with my vocal mic, you know, just mm -hmm. randomly without her knowing anything. She's sitting in the background while I'm busy fasting with drums or whatever. And I was like, nah, I'm sure I can get that sound on like a synth, you know, like a, you know, I don't know, whatever. And I thought to myself, why? Why not just record that? Oh, no, because somebody's going to think it's silly. Well, somebody can go fly, you know. If yeah, it yeah. sounds cool, it sounds cool. So I went and I recorded it. Dude, it sounds sick. <laughs> Watch the space. <laughs> when that song drops, it's going to be awesome. The scissors. Cutting a piece of thing. It's amazing. So, yeah, I think you can really just use the tools that you have. I mean... In this case, with the waking world, it does this, but hey, could be anything. It can indeed be anything, and uh, I, I just look forward to seeing where this journey takes you. I mean, it's you've got the rest of your life to craft music. You've built up an audience at this point in time that I think some people like myself who are in tune with what's going on. So just please... And I know you will do it, so I don't necessarily need to say it, but just keep following Absolutely. that news that you've got because you're connected to something. You're connected to something out there beyond Neptune and uh, provided you, you are, you're you a channel and you're a conduit for whatever it is to keep flowing through you, fans like myself are going to continue to have uh, this wonderful music uh, such as on this recent collection. And I just, uh, it's just, and, and you've been prolific too. That's the other thing. Since we've, since, since, how long have we known each other now for two years or whatever it's been? There's been four releases, I think. Has it been four releases? It certainly feels that way. And, uh, and they're, they're all unique. Two years. <laughs> five, five, is it? There you go. I lose count, but that's the point. You've had that many that you're just going to keep going. So, yeah, don't stop. Just keep doing what it is that you're doing and, and fuck the haters, excuse my language. <laughs> oh, sorry, this this thing will do it. It'll come back in in a sec, <laughs> this camera. There we go. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think from the, from the first time we spoke, you said, well, 
you know, what's the plan? I said, lots of music. I promise lots more music. That has not changed. Like, I always mm. find it really surprising when people are surprised. I'm like, I told you. <laughs> I told you I was busy writing lots of music. I told you. <laughs> Some people talk about it, though, so, but they yeah, don't do it, though. Just, you know, like they, they say, oh, I've got all this music coming in. It's like, great, can't. Can't wait to hear it. And then it's like, yeah, I'd, so, to be honest, I'd never hear from them again. And I'm like, well, just hit me up when you've got new material. And then I might go on their socials and check out what's going. These are artists that I've spoken to, independent artists, you know, that I've spoken to years ago, two or three years ago. And, yeah, nothing since. And I, I get it. Life takes over. I understand. But it's important, I think, with your talent, you know, that you hear it from someone who isn't in your community, so to speak, you know, around you in Cape Town there, that please just keep on doing what it is that you're doing. It's very enjoyable to listen to. Thank you so much. That's great compliments. I always appreciate your feedback. Everybody on board's feedback as well. That's really cool. Sometimes in SA, there can be a bit of competition. Sometimes it's a little difficult. So it's nice yeah. to hear outside voices and outside reactions. Uh, yeah, it's just really cool to, to have people like yourself who continue to support. So thank you, you so much. I'm really amped about all of this. I... I'm not planning on stopping writing anytime soon. Mm. There's music in the works. I'm never going to force anything. It will come as it comes. Right now, five albums have come in two years. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm continuing to work on more. I don't know when the next one's going to come out, but I'm working on it. Let's just put it that way. Um, mm. There's never... Never a dull moment. Things happen. Never a dull moment with Robin Ferguson, that's for sure. <laughs> it's always music being made. Has to, has to, has to. It's music is life. But yeah, thank you so much. Well, there you have it, ladies and gents. One of the greatest guitarists to emerge from South Africa, now playing ambient piano music, Robin Ferguson. If you like what you heard just then and you want to hear many more conversations just like it, head over to scarsandguitars.com. Search via the Wooshka widget where you can discover the stars, the leading lights of heavy metal, extreme metal, rock, and a few other surprises there. I'd appreciate it if you could like, subscribe, share, and if you're listening to this on social media, please leave a comment. I'd appreciate that. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and I'm the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast series. It is goodbye for now.